Are you one of the 50 to 70 million people, adults in the United States who have sleep or what they call wakefulness disorder? Do you feel like you don't sleep well, you don't get enough sleep? Maybe you're a new mother. Maybe you're a woman entering menopause. Maybe you're a parent with uh, small children or an older person who notices that you just don't sleep the way you used to. Well, this is a huge problem, not only because we just don't feel good when we wake up, but insufficient sleep has been deemed actually by the Center for Disease Control a public health epidemic, and it contributes to chronic disease, such as hypertension, diabetes, depression, obesity, as well as what we all know when we don't sleep well, a reduced quality of life and productivity. We're less able to pay attention well. Our decision-making capacity starts to, well, we could say deteriorate. So what is an American average and what do we really need? Americans sleep on an average about six hours a night, though we, they say we spend about seven and a half hours in bed. And research shows that we need at least eight hours of sleep a night. On average, that means we're getting two hours less sleep a night than we did 50 to 100 years ago, and 38 minutes less on weeknights than we did as little as 10 years ago. Sleep is such an important issue that the United States Army has a performance triad which includes sleep along with activity and nutrition as crucial to optimal performance, and they have initiated pilot programs for their members and families. So, according to the United States Department of Health and Human Services, Health Finder, the benefits of getting enough sleep, well, we all know just being alive and being in our lives what it means, but it decreases your risk of getting sick, so it really helps your immune system. It increases the likelihood that you'll stay at a healthy weight. And why is that? Well, we'll talk about that a little later, about food cravings and such. It boosts your mood and your ability to think. It decreases your risk of high blood pressure and diabetes. And it improves your ability to make decisions and avoid injuries. That's a big, big list. And so I just wanted to ask you some questions just for you to think about, and then we can talk about that in a little bit. To just assess your sleep. Do you have trouble falling asleep? Do you wake in the middle of the night, mostly between 2 and 4 a.m., and have trouble falling back to sleep because your mind just starts racing and you don't feel like you can settle down? If you're awake for 30 minutes to an hour a night and you add that up, multiply it by seven, you're potentially losing one evening of sleep per week. Do you have trouble waking up in the morning and you don't feel rested? And like I brought up before, are you craving sweets and caffeine just to keep you going? So let's just go through these questions and, and kind of look at them with a common sense attitude, and then we'll talk a little bit later about how we can treat it. So if you have trouble falling asleep, maybe because you get that second wind at night, you know, where you feel really productive around 8, 9 o'clock, and it just keeps going, and about 11 o'clock you can't go to sleep. You can't seem to wind down. Well, this could signify that you are, one, overtired. If, you have, if you're a parent or if you have small kids, you know what happens when your child gets tired and they just don't get, you don't get them to bed on time. They start bouncing off the walls. And why is that? That's because your body starts recognizing that, okay, you're tired, but you're not going to sleep. So if you're not going to sleep, but you're tired, that, which means you can't function as well, 
your adrenal glands start pumping cortisol, adrenaline through your body, and it starts winding you up, and you get that feeling inside yourself like, I can't settle down. How about waking up in the middle of the night between two and four? All my patients who come in and they say, you know, I wake up in the middle of the night, and I say, around two, three o'clock in the morning, and they look at me wide-eyed like, how did you know that? It's so common from a Chinese medicine point of view. That's when our circadian rhythm starts again at 3 a.m. But if you're awake, like I said, for 30 minutes to an hour, that means you're losing one night of sleep. It might be because you've been woken up by your child and you have developed kind of hypervigilance for a hypervigilant antenna for the signal of a child waking up. Or if you're going through hormonal changes, perimenopausal, menopausal woman, you are, your balance of what we call in Chinese medicine yin and yang are changing. Your balances of all the hormones in your system are changing. If you're showing high levels of stress in your daily life, that might pump an, an additional kind of cortisol level into your system that really keeps you pumped up for so long that you just can't wind down. Or you may be suffering from some kind of breathing disorder. I was just talking with Todd, my audio engineer, about that. You know, sleep apnea, children with large tonsils or adenoids, ear issues, etc. How about waking up in the morning? You're not feeling rested? Well, the bottom line is you may have not gotten enough sleep, and that's because you've either been woken up, you went to bed too late, and you're not scheduling enough time for sleep. If you're having sleep problems, you really have to be intentional and mindful about creating a sleep schedule for yourself. Because every hour that you go to bed after 10 o'clock actually starts to wear your system down. So if you go to bed, actually 10 to 11, between 10 and 11, if you go to sleep between those times, you're going to ensure that your body has the opportunity to get enough sleep. Anytime after that, your adrenal and your cortisol levels are going to be fluctuating such that it puts an additional stress on your system. Now, if you're craving sweets and caffeine to help you get through your day, this means you are really tired because sweets are, of course, addicting, as we've talked about on the show before, but they start to raise your blood sugar and what your brain needs your blood sugar to function well. And if you're tired, and you're going for sugar, you're going for what you need. It's energy. But you're going for something that's going to have a backside to it because it'll bring your blood sugar up, and then it'll just drop way down. And that creates another internal stress on your system. You're going to need some kind of really strong, regular blood sugar levels to keep you going through that day. And same with caffeine. It gets your heart rate going. It gets energy going to your brain, you know, people on coffee make, you know, I can't really start thinking and making those decisions, et cetera. But again, it puts an increased stress on your sympathetic nervous system, which is the basis for your fight or flight aspect of your nervous system. So you're getting a front and a backside to it as well. If you haven't gotten enough sleep, your early morning breakfast is going to be crucial. And getting protein, some vegetables, something that'll really help you regulate through the day is, is very, very important. And that could be lentil soup. It can be some eggs. It can be leftovers from dinner the night before. But keeping sweets out of your morning routine, even fruit juice out of your morning routine, is going to be really key 
to giving you some some energy and some amino acids into your system that's going to help you going. And eating small, regular meals throughout that day is going to make a huge difference for you to keep your blood sugar regulated. So if you've answered positive to all these questions, it means you need some help, either in shifting your sleep habits, your lifestyle, so that you can help to regulate and rebalance your system. And those sleep aids like Ambien and other kinds of things you get over the counter may be useful in the short term. They're not really addressing the root, and they're going to have some side effect in the long term. So what can you do? Well, like I've said already, you want to set a regular bedtime somewhere between 10 and 11 at night. If you're taking a nap, try not to do it late in the day. There's always that lull that people seem to have when they're tired between 3 and 5 in the afternoon. You can take a power nap, maybe like 10, 15, 20 minutes. Even some short meditation can get you into a deep rest state. But that also might be a time for you to have just a small protein snack, not a protein bar that's loaded with sugar, but again, something like some almonds, uh, some nut butter on a cracker or on a piece of fruit like an apple, um, maybe a little protein drink boost or some kind of, I love soup in the late afternoon, just a teeny little cup, just keeps you going so that you can keep your blood sugar regulated until dinner time, and then you can wind down and get to bed. And you want to get outside. You want to get natural sunlight for at least 30 minutes a day. And the most important thing now, you know, we add another element into modern life and sleep deprivation, and that, my friends, are our cell phones, those warm rectangular things that you keep in your pocket or your purse. And unfortunately, a lot of people keep them by their bedside, under their pillow, as their phone, as their, as their alarm clock, by the bed. But what happens is they start to beep and buzz and ring and light up. And all of those are going to interrupt our sleep cycle because we need, at night, we need darkness. We need quiet. And so you want to make sure your room is dark and quiet. You know, do you have any electronics in your room? Well, it'd be great if you could shut off that power strip so those little lights aren't, aren't shining in your eye, even kind of disturbing your field somewhat. Some of us even have the options of turning off the current to our bedroom completely, which would be fantastic because we're being so bombarded by electromagnetic frequencies all day long that we want to just create an atmosphere of rest. The bedroom is for rest, not for work, not for television, not for phones, etc. So really making sure our bedroom is free of distractions. Exercise, of course, is crucial just to get our blood going, to help regulate our vitality and our energy, to help us work off stress. Because when we have a lot of stress in our lives, we're going to take that with us to bed a lot of times. And exercise can really help discharge that. Another thing is not eating a heavy meal at night no spicy foods at night, no alcohol at night, no sugar at night, no creamy, rich foods at night, except, you know, on certain occasions, of course, festivities and holidays, of course, are unusual times. But as a norm, we're not doing that. I had a patient of mine who loved to have her cocktails at night, and she just couldn't sleep well. And I just, we looked at all of her diet and her lifestyle, and we said, let's just try cutting this out, which is huge. And she did, and her sleep now is just completely perfect. Some of us need to warm up before bed, making sure our feet are warm. So taking 
a nice hot bath or sticking our feet in hot water and getting our feet warm before we go into bed is really, really key. Some calming tea would be useful as well. Calming tea with valerian, passiflower, chamomile, rose petals, uh, anything like that will be helpful in starting us, helping us to calm down. Maybe before bed, just doing a little bit of stretching and breathing, maybe some yoga or meditation or re- any other relaxation technique you might be knowing about. And finally, as one of my Chinese medicine teachers said, don't worry, because worry only seems to obstruct the flow of our vitality and our chi and our body and doesn't really help us when we're trying to let go and sleep at night. I love this quote from Mahatma Gandhi where he said, each night when I go to sleep, I die. And the next morning when I wake up, I'm reborn. Because how do we die at night? We let go. We totally let go. We're lying there in bed and before we know it, hopefully we're asleep. But if our minds are wandering, it would be helpful to just take a few deep breaths and try to just drop into the body a little bit because we can't stop our mind with our mind. We just have to notice our mind running away with us and then just taking a deep breath in and a deep breath out and just letting the body relax a little bit. Now, if this isn't working for you, and some of us have really entrenched uh, sleep issues, especially if you've had them since you were a child, it might be really helpful for you to go see your naturopathic doctor or a physician who practices holistically. Your naturopathic doctor can order some functional tests for you to check your adrenal glands to see what your cortisol levels are like because they're supposed to be higher in the morning and then as the day goes on, they gently slope down so at night they're pretty low. And we notice people with sleep patterns, sometimes their cortisol levels are low in the morning and they start to rise up at night. Those are the people who get that second wind at night. And there are ways to help regulate that. Lifestyle, of course, things that I've mentioned are really useful, but we can also help that with herbs, with supplements, with amino acids that are really important for stimulating what we call GABA production in the brain so that we can actually fall into a sleep pattern. Your naturopathic doctor has been fully trained in natural therapeutics as well as integrative medicine and can recommend supplements, herbs, like I said, amino acids, and also really work on the root causes of the insomnia. Maybe recommending a sleep test or if there's sleep apnea, looking at that. Maybe diet is um, creating an imbalance in the system that's contributing to breathing problems, et cetera. And as an acupuncturist, I know for having treated insomnia for years, I know that it can be very, very beneficial. And even a systematic review of randomized controlled trials in the use of acupuncture for insomnia has shown that it has been beneficial in helping regulate sleep and the sleep and improving sleep issues. I just wanted to finish with a, an article by the scholar and professor and founder of the Classical Chinese Medicine Program at the National College of Natural Medicine, Heiner Fruhoff, who's also the co-founder and co-host of True Nature Radio. And he writes about the the Neijing, one of the classical texts of Chinese medicine, has really outlined that the body's qi primarily in the daytime circulates on the surface, keeps us awake, keeps us engaged with life around us. And at night, that qi starts to go inward and circulate more strongly on the interior aspect of the body. 
And if this normal rhythm is disturbed, then we have these sleep disorders. We've even seen in articles in the New York Times talking about the capacity of the brain to actually cleanse itself at night with deep sleep. So in in closing, just everyone's sleep issue is different, and all can be supported well with lifestyle changes, dietary changes, naturopathic medicine, acupuncture, and Chinese medicine, or homeopathic treatment. So don't hesitate to seek out someone in your area for help. You can go to naturopathic.org to find a qualified naturopathic doctor in your area, or you can find a qualified acupuncturist by going to nccaom.org. And as always, just feel free to contact me, Ellen Goldsmith, at pearlnaturalhealth.com for any questions you can have on sleep. Even His Holiness the Dalai Lama has said, sleep is the best medicine. I want to thank you so much for being with us today on Health Currents Radio. I'm Ellen Goldsmith, and I want to thank our sponsor, Pearl Natural Health, a naturopathic acupuncture and Chinese medicine clinic in downtown Portland, Oregon. And you can find Pearl Natural Health and find out how you can benefit from naturopathic and acupuncture acupuncture and Chinese medicine at pearlnaturalhealth.com. You can always listen to Health Currents Radio and find all of our past shows at healthcurrentsradio.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, and I would love to have a review from you to help us get the word out. You can listen to us on the mobile app Stitcher, find us on Twitter at Pearl Natural, or join the conversation on facebook.com slash healthcurrentsradio. I really want to know how you're transforming your life through your health. <music>